Good evening. And welcome to Karl Marx Does The Washing Up. I'm Shaitali. And I'm Miliaska Sam. And today, today we're going to talk about something that we haven't discussed yet, but we kind of touched on it a lot. Uh, but I think it's time that we actually discuss it properly. Uh, so my favourite book is Tender is the Night by Fitzgerald. Yeah. It's one of my favourite books anyway. It's had a big impact on my life. Oh, wait. Oh, right. Yeah, and there's a, there's a quote in the book about the principal character. He's like talking about another couple and he says uh, that he created his wife's world and allowed her a few liberties within it. So he created his wife's world and allowed her a few liberties within it. Uh, and so if we expand that and we say that God created this world, does he allow us few liberties within it? He or she or whatever you believe God to be, does God allow us few liberties within it? Or whoever the creator is, even if it is like some sort of science or whatever, are we living in a world in which we have few liberties? Well, so really it's a discussion about power. Is it? Well, the first one is, the second one, I think, turns to freedom. Yeah, but then, I mean, what is power? Like, power and freedom are, in essence, together, right? You can't have one without the other. Uh, I don't know. I think they're actually... Yeah? They can be very intertwined, but they can be very different. I think freedom's really misunderstood. Yeah? So, okay, fine. So, should we, we talk about... So, I don't really want to talk about the creating a wife's world and allowing her a few liberties within it, I think. Well, was that, but that as, a, that as an idea, like Fitzgerald saying that, is that intentionally he did so? Or is it a poetic, like, retrospection on what he's done? Well, he's commenting on a couple, and so you don't know the ins and outs of that couple. So you don't know if the, he's intentionally created that world, or if it's looking at something on within, with hindsight. Ah, so it's not a relationship he's in? No, it's not a relationship no, no, it's, he's in. Okay. It's a commentary on another couple. Ah, okay. Ah, interesting. And I think a lot of relationships can be viewed in that vortex, actually. Yeah. Like, with a, within a power dynamic. But, but also if the... we expand it to the... God dynamic. Yeah, as but God created a world in which we have few liberties in it. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, like, okay, so we'll, we'll take it to the God, but I think, I think that. Oh, you want to start at the initial? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, that, yeah, but the thing is, like, if okay, forget the whole gender, like, uh, you know, constricting sort of thing, but the idea of actually having a monogamous relationship is imposing a limit on your life voluntarily. Right. Uh, yeah, and you you're opposing that on your own life, right? It's not yeah, necessarily yeah. being imposed on it by someone else. On someone right? else, they're just the the idea of the subscribing to that relationship. Yeah. Right. You're creating so many liberties. You're liber- You're creating so many limits. Yeah. Like, you're limiting your liberties. Yeah. Yeah. You're limiting yeah. your liberties. But why do we do it? Because within that sort of that um, those limits that keep getting like um, kind of defined and built in comes this like intimacy that provides a certain freedom a freedom of being known right freedom of being yeah yeah a freedom of like being loved a freedom for the self to become its most like open form and that comes by imposing the restrictions or the care of another person right so i think if we apply that to the idea of like has god created uh you know us without our you know what did you say um our restrictions. He created this world. Oh, sorry, and allowed us few liberties within it. And allowed us few liberties within it. The question is, like, to what degree is liberty uh, important for freedom? Okay. Right? So, and I think the thing is that one say you can just one way you can just say that you know we were just 
we are just so constricted by anatomy, by the suffering of the universe, yeah. by our biology, and by, also our by time, by space, by, time, by, space, by yeah. all of this sort but of everything, stuff. Right? Yeah. Right. But I mean, with the God debate, it's really hard because we don't know what the other opportunity is, right? Ah, but in the monogamy debate, the mono- we yeah. do know what the other opportunities yeah. are. To not be in that relationship. Yeah, yeah. of course. But also, but, it's not always easy to come out of a relationship, right? Like, I think... Yeah, but there seems like... Provo- you won't make that decision. But providing we acknowledge that free will exists, okay. <laughs> then, then you can either be in... There's an ability to be in that relationship or not. And even if we don't have that ability, we know what it looks like to some degree. We don't know what a universe without the physical laws or constructs that we... Yeah, okay, that's very true. In. Yeah, but is that's it? what science fiction is, right? Yeah. It's creating... creating but, there's never been a, but there's never been a, a science fiction which has actually um, not had its own limits. Like, everything yeah, lives within okay, a structure of restriction. There is no form without restriction. Yeah, but do you think that's true? Like, is it impossible to have any form without restriction? Well, a form comes about from a, through a certain boundary of something, right? So, without, without a boundary, it's simply not a form. Like, it just wouldn't exist. Or it would exist, but we just wouldn't define it as existing. Yeah, so I guess. Like, yeah, so for something to exist, it has to be within the confines of a boundary. I think so. Like, even God is kind of boundaried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, like, we say the universe, the universe is a bounded concept. But if we think of the universe as infinite, it becomes... Unbounded but unknowable. Yeah. Right? And I think the same is God. The reason we struggle with God and why we put him into like, you know, metaphorical forms yeah, is yeah. because the infinity of God is un is inconceivable. Yeah, yeah. Um no, I think that makes a lot of sense. Right? So yeah. I think we need like there there is no world that can exist in a material form without restriction. Without restriction. Yeah, okay, fine. But then the question is like, why so fucking many? <laughs> right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. So if we focus on the initial thing, it's not just within relationships, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, we, even within friendships, we do create our friendships and our, uh, sometimes allow our friends few liberties within our friendships. Yeah. Well, a lot of that comes out of fear, right? We don't, we don't, we don't give people liberties. Like, a lot of monogamy, like, or relationships oh, yeah. are like, we don't give people fear. liberty because we have the fear that with the liberty, they will leave us. Is that what it is, though? So is it just a power thing? Insecurity, power from insecurity. It's not like power genuine power. It's like fear. I think a genuine power comes yeah. from a freedom that exists within an acceptance of certain liberties, li- certain, um, so, wait, certain so, constraints. So, how would you tell the difference between a genuine power and a power that's uh, come from insecurity or fear? Like, do they not just look the same? Them. And they act the same. They look the same. They act the same. So is there any difference, actually, between the power that's from the insecurity and the power that's from liberty? I think, like, as an individual, you have to judge that on yourself and just be honest with yourself. Like, yeah, but as, a, as an individual, I'm trying to rid myself of power. Like, yeah. I don't want to be in a relationship where I have power. Yeah. I want to exist in a world without a power dynamic. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's what love is, transcending the power dynamic. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I think we both agree with that. And obviously, it's harder... It's very difficult. Yeah, very difficult. And also, even friendships, right? True friendship is maybe when you do transcend that power dynamic. Yeah. But it's really hard, because power is in such a state of flux. Yeah, yeah. And you're always... Yeah, you're always moving from this. You're always moving, right? Yeah, but... So, what are you... You're saying... What's the difference between the power from insecurity and the power from freedom? Well, I mean, you mean how do we tell or what is, yeah. how does it manifest? Yeah, yeah. how does it manifest or how do we tell? Or What does power from freedom look like to you? Power from freedom? Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of like, I think it's, it's just, you know what it looks like. It's just an intuitive, you understand when somebody has a genuine power 
because it's comfortable. The genuine power is somebody who is in a state of comfort rather than anxiety. What they don't like, need to state yeah, you their know, like, power. Yeah, like this person who's like screaming like a madman is not normally in a state of power. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. in a state of insecurity. Um, insecurity within the aesthetics of anger yeah, yeah, that yeah. can allude to power, power. and they can, they can be really productive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, normally most government uh, prime ministers and stuff are in that state of insecurity, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then, yeah, I think so, I don't know. And then, um, but then the power, you know, I guess there's a kind of, I don't know, it feels like I always just reference some like, like archetype of a yogi. But <laughs> there's like the guy who's it's just sitting in archety- silence. It's the archetype that you want to achieve, but you don't achieve. No, no, of course not. Because <laughs> I live in the world of insecurity. Yeah, of course. And yeah, I think we all do. I don't think like, the, like this totality of power really exists. You don't think power exists? I mean like. Power exists, but I mean, like, this idea that we are this, like, really powerful, not governed by fear. It's yeah, crazy. But then there is this idea that God is omnipotent, right? And omnipresent and all-powerful. Do you believe that to be true? Do you believe that's even possible, that someone could be that powerful? Yeah, I guess Obviously not within the confines of our form. Someone. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think something that has the sort of... the, I think some, something that has the ability to give birth to everything that we have come into contact with and can conceive or consider um, is all powerful within our constructs of what power can be. Like, but we can't imagine a power beyond uh, being able to do everything. Yeah, okay, right? that's true. But then do you think God's power is born from insecurity? I mean, that's interesting. Like, I mean, in the Greek mythology, there's actually a lot of that. Because Zeus like, is kind of insecure, isn't he? Yeah, it? they're all like, they're all insecure gods trying to like, you know. Yeah, but those gods are quite humanized, I think. In they the, are very humanized. But like, if we're talking about like the omnipresent, like an Islamic god. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Christian god, then I think, um, yeah, well, is, is God's power out of insecurity? Yeah, I mean, out of insecurity. It's a, again, it's like an interesting thing to explore, but I don't think it's the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, insecurity but... is the anthropomorphizing of God. You think so? Yeah. Why? I mean, like it's interesting to explore, but it... why? Like we never mean... explore it. Yeah. Okay. So let's explore that. Maybe that's what the podcast is about. Like, yeah. We is never God really... insecure? <laughs> Does yeah, he we... need to go to therapy? Yeah, but we never really explore. Uh, yeah. But maybe we maybe it's pointless to explore something that transcends us in the flaws of human nature, right? In the flaws of the human personality. It transcends us in the flaws of the human personality. Yeah, it's pointless applying our flaws to something that, you know, is considered to be above our flaws. Yeah, it's not consistent with its form. Yeah, exactly. It's not consistent with its form. Yeah. But, okay, fine. Let's just talk about liberty and freedom, right? So you think liberty and freedom are different things. Yeah. So what's, what's liberty? Liberty is a, an ability to do what you want. When you want. In a regard, like, a, total liberty is like, yeah, that. But if we're Does talking total about liberty... liberty exist? Well, like, if we're talking about... No, that's why freedom is not in, uh, dependent on liberty. Because... So what, so what it, is freedom? Okay, so, <laughs> I don't know, th- th- these are just my, like, you know... Of course, like always, just like my wildly ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ideas. But it's just um, your inability to look in a dictionary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, I I think a freedom is is really just a state of peace and wholeness in being. 
right? A state of peace and wholeness in being. So I don't know anyone else that maybe looks at freedom in that same way. Okay. We mainly see freedom in like an ideological way, in that we're free, literally free from jail, or free from work. Or yeah. Free from something. Because you're saying freedom is just... Well, the thing, the thing is, okay, it'll make more sense when I kind of describe it. Because I think, I think, it's, the same, I I think like, it's the same definition as everybody else's. Are you saying I should stop interrupting you? Should I mean, I, give you I have the freedom to speak. No, I think you should speak more because I've been speaking most of this. Yeah, well, I mean, you're not, you're not making any sense. So you have yeah, to, speak said more to try and explain. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. You're I haven't said what I'm saying. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. So the, what, what, I th- <laughs> what I think is like, let's say liberty is yeah. the ability to do whatever you want in a certain regard or in a total regard, whether we're calling total liberty or we're talking about liberty of the body. Yeah, but what we're, we're also liberty. saying is that we actually can't. Yeah, yeah. We can't because we're limited by the bounds of like time and space. Yeah. And everything, money, everything. We've everything. Got, yeah. yeah. So I think freedom could possibly exist if if absolute liberty was possible. But considering but absolute, considering absolute liberty is impossible, is impossible. Yeah. Then we will never be free in like pushing liberties, right? Because we will never really be totally free. We'll always be coming up against some wall. Yeah. Okay. Right. And that wall could be. Well, it, it could, could be, be not being able to take that much heroin. Like yeah, it can be. It can be. <laughs> It, it can be whatever. It, like either there is a limiting factor. There is always a limiting factor. So yeah. the only way you can find any sort of f- genuine, f- genuine freedom, freedom is to accept that there is liberties. No limits. Sorry. Yeah. Exactly. To so accept that there's limits. Right. Accept your limits. So I think if you really genuinely know how to accept the existence of limits, then you can learn how to transcend the limits. So you begin to act within your limits. But live beyond them, and that's for me, such that's bullshit. freedom. You're like just a motivational speaker. You're like, find out your limits. You know, run your marathon in four hours, no, and then run it in three hours and a half. No, find your limit, and then transcend that's that limit. That's the completely the opposite of what I'm saying. No, you're saying find your limit, and then transcend that limit. No, no, not not break your limit. I'm not breaking the limit. I'm saying I'm saying transcend your limit by accepting your limit, living a limited life. Oh, so you're saying instead of rallying against my limit, I just live within it. Yeah, you live within it. If okay, you, because... But you're a terrible motivational speaker. Yeah. No, that's like... No, no I'm completely unmotivated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. <laughs> completely unmotivated. No, but I really like that. Like, you know, I... I... Yeah, my first criticism is that I'm a motivational speaker. The next one is that I'm a useless one. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to be a motivational speaker, you but I'm not. Your... <laughs> we're a nonsense podcast. No, no, we're okay. a motivational podcast. Okay, but yeah. But more nice. importantly, so whenever I try and live within my limits, you know, I'm not a big fan of fucking roller coasters. And yet everyone's like, you know, you should go and ride that roller coaster. But I'm very happy living in my roller coaster free life. Yeah. Like, I think as a society, we've, we've been taught to push against our limits. Yeah. But what you're saying is the opposite, that true freedom is just accepting your limit and then living within it. Yeah. No, living beyond it, but acting within it. Living beyond it, but acting within it. So what does living beyond it mean? That, that you're, so you're, by, you're by, in a, limited you're, by you're, time. So how do I live beyond time, but still within time? Because you don't define your internal architecture by the aesthetic limits of your life. Because if you become... Yeah, if but you, that's a if you, because if you, what does that no, even if you, mean? What does because, that actually mean? Because if you learn to love your limits, if you learn to accept your limits and really yeah, yeah. like engage with them in a way, yeah, you're, no longer, you're no longer impinged by them. Yeah, okay, but that, right? that, like, other, that two, does resonate. One, but I think in real world practice, I think it's impossible to apply. So it's really, it's really difficult, but I've, I, I came to this because I've, I spent a lot of time, I didn't, I didn't totally get there, but I've spent a, t- a lot of time during my sickness when I was hugely limited. Like every, all the limits that were taken away from me 
all the things I used to be able to do. Yeah, they were now limited, right? Yeah. So my world became so much smaller. It was like for a lot of the time, it was just a room. So, so, and so sickness is a way that you can test this, right? Like you used to live one way, but now you need to live another way because you're limited. But you still live beyond your limits. How? Uh, still live be yeah you be live beyond your limits because um, so let's say okay let's take the the most the basic limit is the body yeah right? so we're limited by our skin yeah right so really we can't you, you can't you can't fly you can't do all the things that like the skin bag weighs you down so much the skin bag. The skin bag. That's what we are. We're just skin bags. We're just yeah, floating okay, skin right, bags, fine, right? Fine. Um, the terminology doesn't really matter, but the point, we can't fly, right? Like that may, yeah, of yeah. course. Okay. So we can't fly. Yes. Um, and there, so, okay, like how do I, so let, okay, that, it's, it's kind of this idea that um, using the body, yeah. right, fixating on the limits to the point that the limits themselves begin to dissolve. Because if you look at a limit, I think the basis of this theory, which I haven't explained very well, is that, that basically every boundary is not um, fixed. It's permeable. So every boundary is fluid? Is every, yeah, it's fluid. It's not, it's fluid, it's permeable. So it means you can actually, there's a space to live beyond it. Like there is, if you look at the body, if you look at the skin and the body and the space around it, the space actually moves through your skin. When you genuinely consider, when you gen, when you normally like the way we normally live our lives is that we are this this body suspended within space, moving around. And when we move somewhere, the space moves out of the way. But okay. it's not really what happens. We move through space, right? Space moves through us, right? Okay. So how do you overcome the limitations of your body? So there's no real limit there, right? If you think about it, there's no real limit because the 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 body is part of its environment. Your body is in 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 very like quantum sort of way the the length of the universe <laughs> right no but i agree with that right your extension yeah is yeah exactly but you still you can't fly <laughs> right right so you but if you accept that 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 sort of that permeability of the skin and yet you are still a skin and you engage with that then you start beginning to like your being begins to live beyond its skin no, I think, right. okay, that does resonate. And in the same way that, you know, if you're sick and you're confined to a room, there is a way that you can still escape that room. Yeah. Right? But it's not, it's not through your imagination. No, it's through actual... It's, it's, it's through connecting to the environment to a degree that no longer does that limit belong to you because you are not an an individual thing trapped within a box, right? As long as you consider yourself as an individual trapped within a box, you'll always be looking for a bigger box. And that's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what doing drugs is. That's what, yeah, yeah, that's what skydiving but you're, is. But you're saying that you're an individual trapped within the biggest possible box because you're part of the universe. You're, you're in, a, in a permeable box. So you've got to act. You've got to play the game within it. But, um, but if, you, if you play that game and accept the box, you just, like, you just meditate on the box. And then you're like, then you realize that the box is actually permeable and you can just float outside it. No, I like that. I like that. That does, uh, that does definitely resonate. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I, I don't mean, know I, if I'm making any sense. I don't think you're making any sense, but I mean, but definitely I think, it sounds nice. So a good, a, yeah, a good answer is like, if you're lying, if you're a buying. A good answer. A good answer. So everything right <laughs> no, now. Not a, good, not, a, not a good answer. <laughs> uh, a decent enough 
bad explanation <laughs> of what I was saying is like, or metaphor is like, if you're staying, you know, you find yourself in nature and yeah. you have this deep sense of serenity that comes about you and you feel like you belong to the rest of the world in that moment. Yeah. Which I think we've all kind of felt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But at the same time, it feels so bodily. It feels so physical. It feels so like Limited part of the... And grounded, right? Yeah, but also so infinite, right? So if you can apply that sort of degree of like, you're living, that's a very ah, like bodily okay. experience of essentially, which essentially gives you a freedom, a total freedom yeah. of living outside of your body. Even though you haven't left your body, you're still living bodily. Ah. So maybe I thought there was more permanence in this sort of state of being, but what you're saying is actually is, it's quite transient, right? Yeah. Like we don't, we can't live in this state constantly. Like you don't trans, you don't go beyond your limits constantly. It's only fleeting moments. Or you're saying that there may be a way to do this permanently. Well, I think you can do it permanently, but just using this mechanism in order to like navigate a lot of life is, is, is useful. But there's also something to be said that, um, that, uh, a certain degree of liberty is important because you, you like find always finding a bigger box is not the solution but you need a decent enough size box like, <laughs> so like if you're like in this tiny squash box right you should probably try and find a bigger box yeah, or, yeah. and we should help other people find those bigger boxes so those the, the, the big is this the, a conversation the, about equality yeah pretty much so the, yeah, exactly. well, no, <laughs> but the small box is like you know the, the box that we're talking about is like there should be food and shelter the basic survival stuff yeah 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 uh, and we should treat our bodies like oh yeah so well, well what we all I mean I think the caveat is always that we can only have these experiences if the basic needs are taken care of like yeah but I mean a lot of people actually a lot of the kind of you know ascetics uh, have actually used fasting and all those kind of yeah. uh, techniques to actually transcend themselves so it, it's possible to say that actually... You don't need basic needs to... The basic, yeah, maybe the basic needs even inhibit this. But I think this is where I, I, I learned the capacity and I've lost, I've forgotten it. I also don't... I can, well, I can tell you've forgotten yeah, it because I've, you're not making any... Yeah. <laughs> you're not making any sense. But I, I've forgotten it on an intellectual level, but I've also forgotten it on a visceral level. Really? But, but is it something that can't I be was, defined or was there a point when you could define it? Yeah, I think there was a point I could define it because I was... I was I worked very hard on like you know trying like, to define it yeah and yeah. Like working out theories and stuff of yeah, life yeah, yeah. Um, now I've just given up on it all and just ramble we've got a podcast yeah, yeah. podcast yeah perfect time for that yeah. but but I really did find but not not really out of necessarily out of necessity to I was trapped in a lot of stuff and how do I find my freedom and I managed to find a freedom which was so surprising to me that I managed to find this freedom that I'd never experienced. I, I had a freedom in my sickness that is greater than any freedom I've ever experienced. But did that freedom cure you? Like, is that what you attribute to the cure? Uh, like, it, is that it, the point? It cured me. And the thing is, I didn't attain a total freedom. I attained freedom in moments. Freedom in, Oh, so it wasn't consistent. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't. It was transient. It was transient. I still, like, came face to face with the... Like the sickness. Yeah, and also yeah. the fact that I just wanted the liberties. I wanted the liberties uh, that I was not given. So I think that's really fascinating because, you know, illness often defines our identity. Sickness often defines our identity. But what you're really saying is not the sickness in itself. It's just the fact that more liberties are taken away from you. And that's what defines our identity. What defines our identity? Yeah. Is the amount of liberties that we have. The amount of liberties that we have. Um, like in that book, that woman was defined as somebody's wife 
because that's the only liberty that was afforded to her. So what you're really saying is the way that we define each other is just by the liberties that are available to you. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's... No. No, I don't, I don't, think, that's, I don't think that's true. I think we define... You don't think that's true? Well, we, I think... Okay, maybe. Maybe that's what we're doing. And what I'm saying is we can define ourselves by how we relate to our liberties. Yeah. Li- 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 limits. This, the, essentially what I'm saying, which is maybe a very convoluted way of saying it, which well, is I mean, changing you, the way in which... You've got to make the podcast last 21 minutes. So you're like, let me just, <laughs> yeah, 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 just break this ramble nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> but it's basically just changing the relationship to our limits rather than changing the limits themselves. Yeah, but it was also, I mean, like so much of it is just acknowledging your limits. Yeah. How much, do we, how much time do we actually spend acknowledging our limits? Yeah, not much. Like, so much and most time motivational we... speaking, most everybody's yeah. like, you can do the impossible, everything's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Like, impossible you... is nothing, yeah. right? And I'm but just actually, saying, no, 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 motherfucker, you're not. What you're saying is that impossible is actually very real, and you need to acknowledge that, but you can still live beyond that in some time. Yeah, I think the, 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 the idea of... Wait, so are awesome. you a motivational speaker? Yes or no? <laughs> no. I don't live within the limits of being a motivational speaker. <laughs> I like to be on them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now no, that we cleared that up. Yeah, yeah. No, I cleared that up. Okay, fine. So, fine. If we take it to a very real problem, what is the limit of our podcast and how do we live beyond that? So, the limits of our podcast are that, you know, it's 21 minutes and we, you know, ignore that every single time. Yeah. Uh, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in, in your theory, we are kind of recognizing our limits, pushing beyond that, but also still living within it. We're not really living within it at all, <laughs> right? We're just pushing beyond it. This yeah, is not, I don't think this is a good oh, so to create a good of what podcast. I'm talking about at all. <laughs> okay? So to create a good podcast, we need to live within the 21-minute time limit. Maybe, but occasionally do 21 minutes and 20 seconds or something. Uh, maybe that's the answer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but okay, but then this but podcast quite like, is already Having said that, minutes. most of my life is like, I've just been taking, uh, taking use of my liberties, right? <laughs> so I think the, 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 the challenge for me in, in terms of this is all like, a bit, maybe it's too autobiographical to actually be useful. Um, but that's really fascinating because so much of life advice is autobiographical. And we do try and apply our understanding of situations we've been through to other people's situations, right? Yeah. But that's Almost just all life advice is No, but sometimes that's amazing because it creates a kind of universal resonance through the particular, but the other time it's just projection. So is this just you projecting? Yeah, I think it could be both. But it mostly, could be both. Mostly, mostly the projection. It's mostly just a projection. <laughs> mostly, most things are. Sorry, what does this have to no, do no, with... No, okay, no, so, okay. What does this have to do with the initial question that I asked? What was the question? I can't even remember. Was it like, what should we have for dinner? <laughs> it's always that. That's the only yeah. question you ever ask. Yeah, really. because my, my, my main limit is hunger. Yeah. So I think that's something that, that's, that's, that's good. We need to... So, okay, so a good example is like, sometimes when I feel like I get caught up in the world of like, shiny things, shiny things, shiny things. Yeah. yeah. I'll just take, uh, I'll just something eat. Something that's not that shiny. Huh? No, I'll oh, just eat rice. I'll just eat rice for a week. Like that's all I'll eat for rice. Okay, fine. I get constipation, but uh, <laughs> I start to understand the taste of food way better, and so I begin to gain a sense of like um, joy and freedom within food as a whole. Ex- yeah, as yeah, a whole no, thing. I, I really um, like that. And I think that's 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 essentially what I'm talking about. Is if you begin to. And I think that's why people fast and stuff. Yeah, yeah, because they want that enjoyment back in food. Yeah, kind of. But like to just appreciate things for what they really are or the essential quality of things. I suppose if you live in a world where everything is given to you, how do you ever appreciate it? 
got to take it away for you to be able to appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Although, I mean, that's quite cliche. I think that's a different... I mean, yeah, but cliche is fine. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know why you're so against cliche. We're like... Well, it's, uh, I feel like I'm my, more... Yeah, huh? They're my limits. Your cliche is your limit. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Yeah. I'm limited by cliche. Yeah, I, yeah. I only say avant-garde statements. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to navigate this. Well, I think... I mean, I mean, this is a good self-awareness podcast. Very self-awareness? Self- yeah, because you're very self-aware. Yeah, but what about you? Well, tell me some stories. So what do you? So what do you think about this freedom nonsense? Mm, I, don't, I just I don't think freedom exists in the way that you think it exists. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I don't. But I, mean, I, I think what you're saying does resonate. But I think in practice, I don't think it's my interpretation of freedom. And I think uh, liberties, like you said, I don't think you need to live in a world of absolute liberties for you to experience freedom. Yeah. So I think that I think that's more the most important thing is that. Actually, <laughs> that concision. But the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think the the thing is lucky. That, I've been listening to this rambling and able to sort, yeah, of, sort out what's going on. Because <laughs> I think liberty is important for freedom, but it's just not everything. And yeah, it's not everything. Point, yeah, right? exactly. And it's about learning how to relate to your limits as as much as it is learning to defy them. I think that's a good takeaway. Yeah. Yeah, and not and to I don't fall think... in, not to fall in that obsession of trying to defy your limits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which so, our society is really governed by. Yeah, but right? we kind of need to live within our limits. Mm. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of religious institutions, like I, I've spoken about it in a weird way, but the, a lot of religious institutions and a lot of old philosophies really do have an understanding of this. Maybe they don't speak about it in, um, those, terms. in those terms. or like, yeah. uh, but, they're, but they're rituals and everything that, that, that is worked on especially like from like a collectivist perspective, yeah. really values this. The idea of a community is a freedom that is offered through a restriction. The idea of marriage is a freedom that is offered through a restriction. Yeah. The idea of religion, of prayer, is a freedom offered through a restriction. All of these things, most of religious capacity is essentially that. It's like, why? And I think when people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah but spirituality without the religion, we should just throw away. And when I say, like, I think there's the, we're throwing the baby with the bathwater, it is actually that we don't value the intangible um, aspects of a restriction and oh, its relationship to freedom. I think that's a really beautiful sentiment to end on, actually. I really like that. Because mm. we don't see freedoms through restrictions. No. We don't see them as a good thing. Like, a lot of anti-marriage sentiment is that it's, you know, it's a restriction. Or a lot of anti-religion sentiment is that it's restricting but we don't see the freedom that it's offering within those restrictions. Yeah. No, I really like that. I think it definitely needs more exploration. Mm. I think there's a, also the, just there's an honesty that comes with a restriction because you come face to face with yeah. the fact that you're just a fucking skin bag. Yeah, skin bag. Skin Is bag. this terminology you're, you're coining? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, 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 no. I've, I've, heard, I've heard the, you know, yeah. I've heard bags of skin like before. <laughs> this is skin bag. <laughs> no, but like the reality of like we're just like these beings like suffering. Like you said, God created us as in restricted. That's what we are. We're just restricted beings living restrictedly. Yeah, but then also in my theory, we we created God. In my previous theory, we created God with also restriction. Yeah, but yeah, but it's maybe not clear in this podcast. But if you listen to the other ones, it's clear that you're an idiot. Like this is. That's the main. No, you're the idiot in this podcast. Yeah, I'm the idiot. In this, I'm, I'm the idiot in this podcast. But uh, yeah, normally it's me. Well, well I think I think we both have a healthy dose of idiocy. But like the thing is that we can both live within our restriction of our intelligence. Yeah. Right? Sure. So we can still have fun in a podcast knowing that we're saying 
nothing, and the majority of what we're saying is stupid, but it can still be like fruitful and freeing. Yeah, so maybe we do live beyond the limits in this podcast, actually. Yeah, we definitely live beyond our intelligence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine, we'll end it on that. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you.